And we're recording. We're back for another podcast. It's actually been a little while since the podcasted. So sorry to the listeners out there that have been missing us. But alas, we are back. I am one half of the podcast. I am your co-host, Sam Finlay. But on this podcast, I'm known as Sizzle. Sitting across from me in Young, we're on the Zoom because, you know, the whole country basically, particularly in New South Wales, is in lockdown. Introduce yourself. Hey guys, you know who it is. It's your boy. It's Quinny, also known as Simon. Welcome back to the pod. It's been a couple of weeks, but we got to, we got our heads together. Me and Sizzle decided it was time to you know come out of the shadows of this lockdown and make an impact. So that's what we're going to be doing today. And for the listeners out there, obviously they can't see us right now. They're listening wherever you get your podcasts. I'm wearing a New York Knicks hat. Quinny's wearing a New York Knicks beanie. I mean, are we wearing these hats and beanie because we're just so excited that Kemba Walker has signed with the Knicks? Is this this why we're wearing this? Are we happy that Taj Gibson's back? Are we pumped that Derek Rose is returning? Man, I'm keen. Like, I'm glad that they've rolled it back and brought back all the guys that they had originally. I love the Kemba signing, huge signing. I know it's not, you know, he's it's not going to cost us an arm and a leg either. He's just got like 10 mil a year, so it's not even that much. It's only for two years as well. So if he doesn't go very well, we can just get rid of him at the end of that time. But, you know, it's his homecoming. He's back. He's back in New York. You know, I've been I've been watching the Summer League, man. I've been loving what we've been, I've been seeing from our rookies that we signed in the draft this year. Like, I'm keen on Grimes. He looks pretty good. Love that. So I didn't know much about these draft picks. So it's good to see they're actually sort of stepping up and getting the job done. So I'm super excited to see how they go. And obviously the return of big... Mitchell Robinson, now he's put on like 40 pounds of muscle or something. Maybe he might actually stay on the court for more than a week. So that'll be good. But other than that, it's, I'm excited. It's excited to be a Knicks fan. You know, it's been a while. You know, it has we got been to the- a very long time. I mean, the last time the Knicks were kind of relevant was when they had Camille Anthony, J.R. Smith, Novocaine, Steve Novak, shooting triples in the corner. He had the discount double check celebration. I loved it. But, you know, it's been, it's been a while. It really, really has been a while. So it's, it's nice to have the New York Knicks somewhat relevant again. Do you think we're going to top our year last year? Because obviously we overachieved in the East last year. And then unfortunately, Trey Young happened and the Knicks. Yes, good old Trey Young. Just man. couldn't get past the Hawks, unfortunately. Do you think we progress past the first round? I think I mean, that's if that's yeah. at least if we make it. I mean, we've got to yeah, make, well, make it first. I'm I'm very confident we'll make it again. I think we'll be up there again. Maybe not top three, but I think we could push probably fourth or fifth seed. I reckon that's definitely a, a possibility. And I understand, you know, we've got to the playoffs. You know, Atlanta were pretty hot going into the playoffs. Randall kind of didn't play very well, so he let us down a bit in that series. So I'm hoping now with a few more scoring options around and the return of Mitchell Robinson, that helps with the D. Also, Obi Tobin, man, I, I wasn't sold on him. He looks like he's improving. I know he's only just been playing Summer League, but he made the All-Summer League team, so he's actually showing me something. I'm getting very sort of Amari Stadamire sort of vibes from him. Hopefully not as injury-prone, but just, you know, kind of long, athletic, can shoot. So I think all in all, man, I reckon we can do it. You know, come on, we, only, we, got, we got to the first round. It's not like we've got huge standards, so... Why not push to the second round? Why not make those semis? We can do it. Why not? And have we given up on Kevin Knox? I have officially, I gave up on him a long time ago. I don't know why we still have him. Same with the French Prince. I'm glad we didn't bring him back. That was well, I was going to say, we've finally given up on Frank Hilakina. <laughs> yeah. 
he, considering we could have had Donovan Mitchell, it just kind of burns and hurts me. Does Frank Miller King even get picked up by another team or is he headed back to France? I reckon he's EuroLeague straight up. I reckon he's going back to France. Playing. Bring him to the NBL. Bring him to the NBL. I'd love to see it. Like he'll probably stink it up in the NBL. He can't score. He might hey, be unlocked. He, he's a good he defender. Played, I mean, credit to him. He didn't play much in the Olympics, but he came on against that team USA. Uh, you know, team that obviously went on to win it, and he actually played half decent. Yeah, he's. I'm just not sold. Like, come on, come on. I man. mean, it was, it's a bit of a weird one, Frank Nolakina, because his rookie year for the Knicks, he actually was pretty decent. Like he looked like he could be the next big star, you know, that European sort of style of play, good defender. You know, his shot was a bit questionable, but then the last couple of seasons, he's just really not improved. Has he? No, I think it doesn't help that he hasn't really been getting much court time either. He pretty much just sits on the bench or they just put him into the lineup for the last play of the game to guard Trey Young. Yeah, so that was straight off the bench as ice. And then I he mean, gets absolutely torched. I like Thibodeau, but that was a very questionable decision. Very questionable. Well, look, let's stay on the topic of basketball. I mean, you know, we love talking pop culture here, but we also love sports. So let's stay on the topic of basketball. Let's quickly touch on the boomers. We won't spend too much time on because we've got a lot to get through in this episode, a bit of a catch-up episode because it's been quite some time. I mean, our boomers finally did it. They got a medal. It wasn't gold. It wasn't silver. It was bronze. Talk me through your emotions. I mean, it was an emotional time for me, obviously. I was very upset to see us go out against Team USA. That was always going to be a difficult difficult match, especially, you know, losing Aaron Baines early in the campaign. But we did it. We got a medal. I mean, how good? And I was I was very emotional. I was, when I was watching the bronze medal game, I was, I was messing with you pretty much the whole time. I was loving it, man. I just was like, come on, it's our time. This is our year. It has to be a year. Like, our team was like... Pretty much the best team we've had, I think, ever. Would you say it's our best Boomers team ever? Oh, by far. Like, by far. Like, definitely our best team. And I was just so happy, man. Like, oh, man, Paddy Mills. Like, what is what a superstar. Like, he is the man. Love Paddy Mills. Always been a massive fan of Paddy. I know you played against him in high school, which is pretty exciting. So you've, I did, played, against, yeah. you've played against an Olympian. And an NBA as well. An NBA champion. Oh, and Joe Ingles as well. I, I, I think this story's been told on the podcast before, but funnily enough, I played against Joe Ingles when I was in my first year of high school at Nationals, and he dominated us. He scored like 40-plus points against us, and then it turned out that he didn't even go to the school that he was playing for. So they got booted, and then we ended up making it into the, the quarterfinals or whatever. So funny little side side note and side story there about Joe Ingles not playing for the actual school he went to. But but nonetheless, I'll, I'll, I'll let you keep going there. Sorry, I had to butt in there and That's tell right. that Joe Ingles and story. It, oh, great story. And just the fact, like, I was super impressed with Jock Landell. Like, I know um, he played in the NBL and you were, you were grilling me all year that I didn't watch the NBL enough and I should watch it more. It sort of got me excited to see what the NBL has to offer but now. I, I was going to ask you that because I was big on the NBL this year Um you know, I'm a diehard Illawarra Hawks fan, have been, you know, since I was, you know, a little boy. Um, and, you know, I've gotten back. Well, I never really fell out of love with the NBL, but this year, this past season particularly, I really um, thought the NBL did a great job and, you know, I loved watching it. And yeah, as you mentioned, oh yeah, I was trying to get you back into it. 
has this sold you to get back into the NBL? Because we got to see the likes of Chris Goulding out there and the play for the Boomers, uh, Nathan Sobey, you know, to name a few, obviously Jock Landell, he's going to the NBL, NBA. He got picked up by the San Antonio Spurs, but he played in the NBL last year, won finals MVP for Melbourne United. So, I mean, is the NBL back on your radar now? I think it definitely is. And I think I love, like, you know, the NBA starter program they've introduced. So, like, they develop, like, NBA talent. So, I think since they had, like, the mellow ball, it sort of got me back into it a bit. And like you were saying, man, didn't like – I don't really – I never used to watch the NBL really that much. I wasn't that convinced. I used to go to the Hawks game, obviously, with you back in the day. It was always a bit of fun. But I think now I'm probably more invested and the fact that we got the likes of like a Josh Giddy that's, you know, played in the NBL last year, he's now like a top six draft pick in the NBA. It's just sort of, and it's also just helped me, you know, there's just give me hope for the future of Australian basketball. Like, I'm just loving it. Like just to think our next boomers team is going to be ridiculous, but I've got to shout out one man. I think, you know, you mentioned before Baines when he got injured, I thought we played better without it, to be honest. I reckon we're better without Baines and Nick K like shout out to you, man. Like, you just like, you know... Another you NBL know. player. Played for the Hawks. Yeah. Old school player. Like, played in Europe. And he, you know, I hadn't seen much of him. And he just came in, stepped up big time. So, a huge shout out to him. Loved the way that he played. And I think for me, I was going to say, you know, Paddy Mills is probably the MVP. But a good second was probably Matisse Leibel, man. He was huge for us. He was amazing. Like, I didn't realize how good of a defender he was because I didn't really watch many Philly games. I didn't really ever saw highlights. And his defense... Ridiculous. He's legit. he's legit. And he like I love how he's embracing his Australian heritage, his culture. He's locked into the boomers now for the hope for the rest of his career. Again, I was loving it. Yeah, so, I mean Paddy Mills obviously our MVP. I mean, he's just uh, an Australian. I mean, he should be he, an, he yeah, should be an he, Australian of the year, yeah. I think. I really think he should yeah. be the next Australian of the year. And would you say would I would argue he's probably a top three? FIBA basketball player of all time. I'm just throwing it out there. Like, he's up there. I'd, I'd say he's almost the be- the top FIBA player, you know. <laughs> like, most consistent because he's played in every team. Like, obviously, USA, they get, you know, all their well, imports. But that's, but that's the, exactly, you mentioned it there. I mean, he's consistently played every, you know, opportunity and, you know, every Olympics that he has been able to, you know, since he came into the program. And he's consistently put up big numbers, consistently led that Boomers team to success, you know, to where they've gotten. And now he's finally reaping the reward with a bronze medal. So, uh, yeah, I think he's one of, if not the best FIBA player um, to have played in a a very long time. I mean, you know, money. you could say, you could definitely say someone from, um, you know, Team USA, but, yeah, but I they're mean, different every they year. Haven't, they haven't, yeah, yeah, exactly. The team changes. They haven't played. I mean, you got to give a shout out to our boy Camelo Anthony. I mean, yeah, he, of course, Mallow, Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the best bench player from FIBA history. Just the six, the ultimate six man, just yeah, dropping thirty whenever he felt like it. Yeah, the captain. I mean, the captain of Team USA in their last um, Olympics that they they won before before this year. So. A big shout out to Camilla Anthony there. But yeah, no, Paddy Mills. And I mean, we have to also quickly address before we move on, I guess, the um, the whole Ben Simmons, you know, not playing situation. Mm. I mean, obviously he pulled out after, you know, a pretty average playoff for the Philadelphia 76ers. He copped a lot of criticism on social media and in the news. And then, you know, after saying that he would play for the Boomers of the Olympics, you know, he was in that squad. He declared for it early. 
the rumors started to circulate that he wasn't going to play, that he was going to pull out. And he did, you know, he said he was, you know, he pulled out because he wanted to work on his game, which, you know, I think a very questionable decision. You know, I, I'm in the stance and, you know, we've discussed this, that I think if he had played, he would have actually Perfect. played yeah, that's very well. And that would have helped him get over this hump. And I think, because people easily forget if you do something to, you know, help them easily forget. And I think, you know, if he did dominate in the Olympics, people would have forgotten about their playoffs quite quickly. But what I wanted to ask you quickly is he hasn't played for us in the Olympics, but, you know, he's still young. Would you welcome him back? Or is this kind of like a bit of a, you know, punch in the gut sort of to Australia and to us to think, you know, maybe, maybe you shouldn't represent Australia if you, if you, if you don't want to. Yeah. So that's a hard question because I think he would have been perfect for our team, like the Olympic team that we just had. But I think if we had Ben Simmons playing, I don't think we would have seen those sort of highlights from that, like a Dante Exum, for example. I thought he stood up massively. Like Dante Exum for me was amazing. Like I was Another very low. free agent still. I know. I was very low on him for a while because he was just always injured. And then I thought for me, he just kind of sh- shined in this sort of FIBA competition. So I'll admit, like, I would have loved to see Ben Simmons. Like, I'd love to have him in the team. But man, you either know you're out. You can't be just like, tiptoeing in and out oh yeah i want to play no i don't want to play like as i always talk about like it was all over the news that boomers culture it's like a huge deal like that whole family like you should have seen all of them together celebrating all together as one like that's what i love to see have you checked out i don't know if you've seen this or not but i i I like to you know jump on youtube quite frequently i've been does love the (laughs) i've been on the record on this podcast saying i love a youtube deep dive anyway I have come across Matisse Thibel's uh, vlogs. So he does these vlogs and, you know, vlogs, you know, throughout the season for Philadelphia, the off season and whatnot. Anyway, he vlogged the uh, Olympics campaign. Um, And it was awesome. You know, we got exactly what you're speaking out there. His most recent vlog sort of, uh, I I guess, um, took us behind the scenes of that whole process of, you know, when he was brought into the boomers and, you know, the, the rookies had to, you know, have their initiation, I guess. And anyway, what they had to do was they had to do a performance at like the, um, you know, uh, presentation uh, dinner, you know, sort of where they get presented with, you know, and brought into the the Boomers program. Anyway, his was awesome. I must say, you should go on and watch this. It is awesome. What he did for his his uh, performance was a dance, right? But he pretty much like connected. I don't even know how he did it. It was kind of like a suit of glow in the dark, you know, those glow in the dark, like sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So basically he put them along his body, like a stick figure, then like stuck them to his body. Then for his performance, he turned off all the lights, came into the room and like did this like awesome dance. And because the lights are out, he's got this like, he's glowing. Yeah. He's glowing, got lit up by these um, glow sticks. I'm going to have to look at this. It was awesome. I'm going to send it to you. I love it. I love, like, he's amazing. I love his, I just loved him. He was such a good defender. Yeah. Just impact play, super athletic. He, like, kind of made him a bit faster too. And I also loved, like, the Josh Green as well when he got some burn. Yeah, and I think that's what hurt the Boomers in that USA game where they lost was that stretch where Durant just cooked us. Went to town. Thibel was on the bench and he was, like, you know, you got to give credit to Gorgian because he did such a great job. He's an awesome coach, you know, Illawarra Hawks coach. He's 
probably the best coach Australian NBL's coach. ever seen. Yeah, that's what I mean, an NBL coach. But yeah. a bit of, he copped a bit of criticism for not calling a timeout during that stretch where Durant, you know, went, to, went town to work. Because it was also the stretch where Thibel was on the bench. Yeah. And he was trying to sub him in, but there was no uh, stoppage in play. And that's where the criticism comes in that, you know, yeah. perhaps he should have called the timeout. Yeah. But um, and it was good to see in the next in the bronze medal game he started over Delhi, yeah. who I just thought I was very disappointed with Delhi. I don't yeah. really rate him. I don't know. He just looked scared for me. Like, just didn't look like the aggressive yeah. Delhi would see in the NBA playoffs when he played for the Cavs. Like, he was very hesitant, wasn't he? And he was just couldn't. It was just very awkward and like slow. Yeah, I don't know. So, but yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, back to the question, like. I love Ben Simmons to be a part of the team, but for me, at the moment, I'm off him. Like he needs to show me that he's actually got to commit to something. So I'd rather him. He's either all in or he's out. He can't just be like I said before. Yeah, I agree. Or should I my entire like? You can't be doing that. You've got to make a decision. And like, man, he's making that much money. Surely he can afford to do like a fever tournament for like a couple of weeks. Like, well, I mean that that that's the thing. Like, if he wants to play, I think you know. I think he, I don't know if he will play. I really don't. I think this this was the opportunity he didn't play. We'll see what happens in the next few years. Obviously, he's still, he's still only young. 24, isn't he? So he might, it'll be like 28. Yeah. We'll he, see. Or 20, yeah, next and, three years. I mean, realistically, we're going to welcome him back because of the talent. But I honestly think he needs to put in the hard yards. And I think he needs to play in some exhibition games for us first. I think he needs to play Actually, at the, yeah, at the right. World Championships before playing at the next Olympics. So... Yeah. yeah, I mean, but yeah, look, credit to the Boomers. Um, bronze medal. Bronze medal. We'll Unlucky they had to versus America in the crossover. That's a stitch up. Yeah, because I would have liked our chances against France if we played them. We came up against them. Semi or something. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, look, let's move on because, you know, we got so much to talk about. It's been been so long. Look, I mean, do you want to go straight to um, Bad Batch or do you want to talk What If first? Hmm. Maybe let's do Bad Batch briefly and then we can focus more on what if afterwards. All right. So, look, I mean, we might even do a, a Bad Batch in-depth episode, you know, yeah. down the line. But Bad Batch, season finale last week. Season one is over, 16 episodes. What a treat it was. It sort of carried on from the, the finale of uh, Clone Wars, which I, I I watched not all not that too long ago, actually, and just, absolutely loved obviously yes, we got into it you did you did we, we got introduced to the bad batch in that season and then we obviously found out that they were getting their own um animated series and it was amazing it was it was a really fun um tv series animated series you know it's always great to have star wars content in our life but it was uh you know really cool i you know let's just start there first of all did you enjoy it? Um, and, you know, give me your thoughts about the season as a whole. Yeah, so firstly, I'll just say I loved it. Really enjoyed it. It's a great show. I look forward to every Friday where I could put it on. It was nice to have that after Loki and all the Marvel shows. So it was like to have something else that was very consistent. So I really enjoyed it. And I think overall for me, just Star Wars in general, you know me, I love it. I'm a massive Star Wars guy and... For me, Clone Wars, Rebels, love those animated shows. And this one, for me, lived up to the hype that I wanted. So it pretty much gave me everything that I wanted from it. I love the Bad Batch characters that were introduced in the last season of Clone Wars. Like the very first arc focuses on those characters. So I just think it was just it was just a treat really to see like a whole 16-episode season of, the, of that group of people. So it's sort of like the Avengers, but like 
clone style because they've all got different abilities, different um, talents, etc. So I love that. I love the inclusion of Omega. I thought she was a great character. I was a little bit let down by the fact I was kind of hoping she might have had like force powers, like a force sensitive client or something. But you know, maybe save that for another time. Lucas films, we'll see. Uh, but other than that, man, really enjoyed it. Um, I think for me, overall, it was a pretty consistent season. I love like the references to uh, Rebels because there's a few episodes where you see Chopper from Rebels in a couple episodes as well. So it was good to kind of see that connection there. Had Bane as well. Come on. And good old Bane. Like he was, I think we, I remember we spoke about off camera. We're like, okay, give me your top five characters that aren't like a main Clone Wars character. And I'm pretty sure we both had Bane in there. So that was amazing. So get around Bane. He's an awesome bounty hunter. Don't mess with him. He gets the job done. And I think for me, um, Return of Camino, episode 15 of the season was probably my favorite overall. Yeah, wow. I really enjoyed episode 15. I really enjoyed it. And then I think the first episode was good too. And the last episode was also good. So that'd probably be the main three I really enjoyed. But throughout the show, great yeah. episodes. But there were a couple of fillers, but you know, that's a Star Wars show. What'd and I mean, and that's what happens when you've got 16 episodes, right? Like this isn't like a, a Loki where you've got six episodes and every episode is so important that you can't waste any time because you've got to, you know, get the storytelling done within, you know, you know, one, well, six half an hour episodes sort of thing. So, you know, they can afford for that a little bit more. And it's cool because those fillers, you get to find out, you know, Easter eggs and find out, you know, things that happen later in the Star Wars universe. Like the yeah. Rancorn, you, you figure out how, um, how your boy Jabba the Hutt gets the, old the Jabba. Rancorn. Gets, so, the, gets the creature, yeah. So, you know, that little things like that are kind of cool. Um, mm. But look, yeah, I mean, I thought overall it was it was really cool. I wasn't, you know, I didn't have huge expectations for yeah, this. Same. Yeah, same. You know, obviously the Bad Batch, you know, that's kind of like a, a little story arc within the, the finale or the final season of Clone Wars. Which is amazing. Which is great. And you, you get introduced to them and they're really, they're, they're a cool group. But, you know, I was kind of like, oh, a whole series about them. I don't know if like I'll really... You know, I was always going to watch it and, you know, I, I knew it was going to be decent, but, you know, this really, um, I guess, went above and beyond my expectations, uh, particularly, particularly that opening episode. First episode, it's like a movie. I mean, it goes for, first of all, it goes for over an hour. So that was just not expected. And, you know, it, it almost hurt the, the show a little bit because it started off so strong. That would be probably my only thing to say about it, I guess, would be that because that opening episode was so good, you know, we got Order 66, which is, you know, just... Iconic Star Wars moment. Iconic, you know, chills. It, it, it kind of made it hard for the show to then continue to stay at that standard. You know, it did a pretty good job at doing that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, IMBD for reference, 8.1. That's pretty awesome for an animated show. 86% on Rotten Tomatoes just looking now. That's what you want. Um, so, look, I mean, great show overall. I, I must admit, and I, I said this to you, the finale let me down a little bit. I mean, not to say it wasn't a good episode. Like, I, I thought it was actually one of the better episodes. I really did. But I think being the finale, they kind of had to finish with some sort of big cliffhanger. And, you know, we did get a cliffhanger, you know, to some extent. 
but you know, I wanted something a little bit more hard hitting. So yeah, I mean, that's all, all I'll, I'll say in terms of being negative about it, but yeah, yeah a, an amazing series. And I mean, look, I'm excited for season two and I'm just excited for more Star Wars content because- So much more you know, to come, man. Mandalorian season two. Obi-Wan, Boba Fett, boy. Obi-Wan, Ahsoka Tano. Um, you know, Star Wars could just keep rolling because they got so many characters. Same as Marvel. It's very similar to Marvel, man. Yeah, I mean- yeah, they've just got so many characters and they're just the 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 world and you know the the universe is just um is massive. So yeah, I mean, look, I'm excited for for what what's to come there and you know like um, we'll see and obviously we also got um Star Wars Visions. I don't know if you've checked out the trailer for that. That's that's coming um soon as well. So yeah, cool. No, I haven't seen it yet. Put it on the list. Uh, yeah, well, look, let's move on. As I said, lots to get through. Let's stay on the sort of theme of, you know, Disney um, and animated series. And that's What If. I mean, we got Huge. episode two last night. Uh, Amazing. The, the new show premiered last week um, on Disney+. Plus. And it's just a fun show, isn't it? So if you're a Marvel fan like we are, you're obviously going to enjoy it. And it is just interesting because this is the type of, thing that you and I always talk about and it's a fun thing to do you know ask the question what if this happened you know what if I did this instead of this then you know what would that have what would happen what would have happened um you know for doing that so episode one was obviously the what if about um if Sharon Carter was not Sharon Carter sorry if Peggy um Peggy Carter Peggy Carter um getting a bit mixed up there if Peggy Carter was Captain America if she took the serum and then last night we got if what if T'Challa was Star-Lord so I mean episode one and two is in the books are you enjoying this show how the episodes stack up yeah so I think First up, um, I'm enjoying it at the moment. Again, like we said, I love how there's another show again. So it gives us something to look forward to, to watch um, every Wednesday night, which is great. Um, I'm lo- I love the idea of what if, because you know me and you would just even, not even podcasting all the time, we say, what if this would happen? What if that would happen? How would it look? Like, what would the universe look after this? So overall, I'm enjoying it. Like the first episode, I didn't mind it. Like it was okay. Like it was, it was fine. I wasn't like super high or anything. But, you know, it was, it was kind of what I expected. But it was very similar to sort of like, you know, obviously the film Captain um, America, the first Avenger, very similar sort of way they set it out. But it was just a cool idea to have Peggy Carter as the super soldier. And it was also kind of cool to see, you know, at least our boy Captain, our yeah, actual Captain America could still sort of get involved when he had like his epic suit, which is pretty cool. Just on that, just quickly, sorry to butt in there, but low-key... Is Peggy Carter a better cap? Just throw uh, it out there. Just throw nah, it out there. I don't, I don't think she is. Because I think she is. <laughs> wow. Big call. I think she is. That's a massive call. And I can't believe. No. Come on. You can't. No. She was awesome. Come on. She was good. But I wouldn't like. I don't see her carrying a trilogy for me. She's not doing it. I don't, know. I don't see. No. Nah. The question has been asked. That's all I'm saying. That's just. You're out of control, man. You can't be. Come on. <laughs> No, you've just left me speechless here. I was, yeah, no, I've, I've, thrown, I've, I've thrown you Peggy off. Carter is not the better Captain America. It's a cool idea. It's a cool alternative universe, but no, nah, I'm not vibing that. She's good, but 
We prefer the original. Come on. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Just, just Chris just Evans. Say. Chris Evans is amazing, bro. Just saying. Hey, who knows? Who anyway, knows? but no, nah, it was a good episode. I enjoyed it. Um, but I think for me, episode two was way better. I think episode two hit me a lot harder than the first episode, and that's obviously because it's officially uh, Chadwick Boseman's last appearance as Black Panther. Mm. In this case, Star Lord T'Challa. So rest in power to you, my friend. Like you know. We're both big Black Panther fans. It was like a massive shock when he passed away. It was just brutal. So I just think they did him justice in this episode. I thought he was amazing in it. Yeah. I kind of liked him as a Star-Lord as opposed to our normal Star-Lord. And I just loved the, what they did with it. Like so many different alterations. Like, come on, Thanos isn't the killer anymore. He's just like part of the crew. Like he's just kind of chilled out. Like, I thought that was amazing. Also, I, I had a, a question about that, Thanos, right? So we got Thanos last night, obviously without the Infinity Gauntlet, without any of the stones. And he was pretty, like, underpowered, I thought. I don't know. He went all right, man. He was pretty much taking on those hectic, like, fighters, like those, that, whatever they're called, like his go-to. I think the big dog, with the, I don't know his name, the big, the big monster guy, that's a bit of a bit of a struggle there but it was two on one and he, I thought he did quite well but he doesn't have the he doesn't have the gauntlet man he doesn't have those I don't know. I thought, to feel I thought, his but, power I thought the black order so the black order that's his um, yeah sorry that's what they're called the black order yeah yeah I thought they washed him like <laughs> I'm just saying like he almost got killed and like this is the same guy that mm, yeah in, in the in the movies you know in um the first well, not the first, in Avengers Infinity War, he takes down the Hulk, like, very easily. And he, he doesn't have any Infinity Gauntlet in use at that point. So, I don't know. I just thought, I just thought I'd throw it out there. I, I think yeah. he, he no. got washed. Well, That's I think all. they all... I also... I think they're probably trying to... Because he's not as sinister as evil, he's obviously not going to be as brutal in battle. Like, he's got to be a lot more laid back. He won't be as intense. So, that's probably why they're downpowered him a bit. I, I still say, really enjoyed it. He, I thought he, it was really cool. He almost got as washed as Obi-Wan throughout the whole of Clone Wars. He doesn't always get washed, but most of the time he does. He's your boy. You shout love Obi-Wan. To, Obi-Wan's your favorite Obi-Wan. character, man. <laughs> I uh, love, Obi- love Obi-Wan as a person. Hate him as a, uh, a Jedi Knight. Just, yeah, just fair enough. Like, understandable. <laughs> and then I just thought, you know, I just really enjoyed it. It was a good episode. Yeah. You know, it gave me all the feels. I love the Chadwick. Roseman sort of, you know, at the end of the episode, they kind of did pay tribute to him. And I just thought, I think I really enjoyed him as that character. What were your thoughts on um, Jack's, uh, Drax and Peter Quill not being voiced by their by Batista yeah. and their normal act? And what's Star-Lord's name again? I can't remember his name now, the actor that plays uh, Star-Lord. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. What were your thoughts on, yeah, for some reason, I mean, they didn't get them to do that was voices? That was questionable because it's like, if, if Marvel, you know, are having most of these characters voiced by the actors that um, play them in the actual movies, the actual re- releases, then I don't know why they they could get some and then not the others. I don't know whether it was contra- like they just couldn't get them at the time. You know, it might've been a, a scheduling thing or what, but I don't know. I thought like, I feel like they could have made it work. Like, yeah, it just, it just was weird to me that, you know, it's supposed to be Chadwick Boseman's last sort of, time and you why would you get all the right people doing all the voices because yeah. i think that's probably 85 to 90 percent of the cast were their actual voices mm. 
but those two weren't for some reason, which I found, yeah, which that, I found was quite strange. I must admit that is a little bit of a letdown. Um, but you know, that's probably my one thing I didn't like about the episode. Yeah, but overall, I thought it was really, I really enjoyed. It. I thought it was way better than episode one. So I feel like if it's going to be like this, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. What about yourself? Yeah, no, same. Like I, I really enjoyed episode one. I, I loved as I've you know just mentioned, I threw out the big call there. I loved Peggy as Captain America. I thought she was awesome. So I know you're giving me the thumbs down now, but look, I'm just just saying. Come on, man. You can't be doing that. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying she's better. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, that's what you said. I swear that's what you said. I, I was just throwing out the question. I was just throwing uh, out the question. I was yeah. saying maybe maybe we need to, you know, dig a little bit. Come on, deep. Steve Rogers. You can't beat Steve Rogers, man. I don't know. Just just just, just saying. Just saying. Um, look, I, I liked that first episode a lot, but I thought episode two, you know, was um, a lot better. I really did. Episode one kind of just followed the original story with, you know, a few minor changes, which was cool. But uh, this episode, episode two, was just like completely different. Like it was like, you know, something you wouldn't have even thought of sort of thing. So it was cool to see them go a completely different route because I thought it was going to be um, a bit more like that original, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy sort of story, Peter Quill, you know, becoming uh, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, I mean, great show. I'm really excited for, for the next few episodes. Um, I, I can't wait to see um, yeah, Thor because we know we're getting a Thor episode. Can't wait yeah, to see Yeah, what's the that. next one? Do you know Are they what the next character is going to be? Um, I can look it up because I do remember seeing there was they like kind of listed like all the um let me see i think i shared it in our group chat actually let me see let me see let me see see if i can find it yeah so next week according to this instagram post i don't know how reliable this is but so far episodes one and two were as per the post we're getting an episode of nick fury and then following that, Black Widow as an Ultron uh, in Ultron um, Apocalypse. Then we're getting Doctor Strange Supreme. Uh, then we're getting Tony and Killmonger, which I'm pumped for. Nice, your boy. Uh, following that, Party Thor. I'm really excited for that. Then we're getting a Zombies episode, which, you know, should be yeah, really cool. interesting. And then the finale, you know, according to this, is Guardians of the Multiverse. So I think that sort of brings it all together. Cool. So, yeah. Lovely. Yeah, so cool show. Look, can't wait to see how that progresses. And, um, you know, I'm sure we'll do a bit of a deep dive on what if once the uh, the the series comes to an end. Exactly. Uh, look, think t- talking about coming to an end, before we finish up, we must touch on it quickly. You won't spend too much time. Are we getting Donda ever? Well, according to what you sent me on Instagram, if that's a reliable source... It's apparently coming at the end of the August, but I'm still not convinced. We know that Kanye does this all the time, just like the old Kanye, as he always says. You know, he tells us an album's coming out this time. He tells us it's this title, and then literally a week later, it's changed to something else. And then, like we were saying, our Kid Cudi was like, I wasn't actually on it originally, and then a week later, I was. There's just no consistency on who's actually on this album. He just keeps doing listening parties. Like, fair enough, but let's make a stand, everybody. How about we don't go to his listening party? Nobody show up and he has to just release it. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, I mean, obviously I want to get the album, but I was going to say, is this all right? Are, are we okay with this? Because 
he continuously comes through in the clutch with these just uh, masterpieces of album. Jesus, I mean, in the, Jesus is king. Interest, not really. Maybe questionable. Yay, also questionable. I don't mind yay, but it's not great. It's on my low tier Kanye albums. But, but also those albums weren't really hyped up like this one. Like, I feel like his, you know, previous albums were kind of like this release where you had the big listening parties, you know, you had the, the build up, you had the cryptic, um, you know, Twitter or Instagram posts. So, I mean, it's going to be, interesting. I mean, the, the, the album looks like it is stacked with features and production. You know, Mike Dean obviously is involved once again, which, you know, you can't go wrong with Mike Dean, um, you know, behind you. Kanye and Mike Dean always produce a classic album. And like, you know, you mentioned there, you got you know, Kid Cudi, who's now on the album and, you know, an array of just... Um, Travis amazing. Scott's apparently on there. So, look, I mean, I want Donda. I don't know if we're getting it at this... Apparently it's date, coming. It's but, coming, according to Instagram. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but any, anything else you want to touch on before we... Um, yeah, before we go, I wanted, to throw, I wanted to throw three what-if scenarios at you and get your thoughts. Hit me. Hit me. I like it. I like it. And I've got the way I've done it, I've got them from three different universes. Okay, hit me, hit me. I was trying to mix it up. You knew, you knew this one was coming. This was always going to be my first, my number one what if. This is for you, Sizzle. I want you to think about when you're watching Revenge of the Sith back in the day. <laughs> what if Anakin defeated Obi-Wan? What, was, what would happen after that? Well, look, I think we don't get Darth Vader as we know him. We don't get the iconic black suit, the, the black mask. But I think we might potentially get a much more evil version of Darth Vader if, you know, there can be a more evil version because he's obviously one of the most iconic villains. But obviously, in the end, as we know, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it, he turns back to the ways of the Jedi in the end and, you know, he saves Luke's life who's his son, and he, you know, returns, I guess. I don't know if he returns if he kills Obi-Wan because I feel like that would have been the final blow. You know, at, I mean, we always get it right in this, in the Star Wars universe. You get Palpatine trying to convince his next apprentice to kill his current apprentice. We always get it, right? Palpatine just wants you to kill more people. And I feel like if he did loves actually Loves kill, a death count, loves it. Yeah, if he didn't, if Obi-Wan didn't have the higher ground <laughs> as... He, uh, you know, puts it in. It's over, Annie. I have the higher ground. You underestimate my power. You're my brother. <laughs> you are my brother. Yeah. Uh, right, look, yeah. Well, I think I think we get a much worse version of. Uh, I think he's force choking people left, right, and center before they get. And he's probably speak. he's probably more strong. He's probably stronger too because obviously when he gets obliterated by the fire, the lava, he loses a lot of his sort of you know his force count. Yeah. No back to tank needed. So. I think Anakin becomes even stronger and he probably eventually kills Palpatine. Yeah. And then probably tries to set up the universe the way that he wants it to be. But who knows? But that was my first one. Do you yeah, want to get my next two? Hit me, hit me. All right, this one's close apart. In the words both. of Cap, I can do this all day. Good. This one comes close to heart for both of us. I saved the best one for last, but my second one's pretty good. What if Gohan... Super Saiyan 2 doesn't defeat Cell. What happens? Oof. All right. Now, I need to remember, like, who's... Because, I mean, this is at a point where 
a lot of our Z fighters are currently dead. Right? Posted. You've only got so, Gohan left, Vegeta. So who's left? We've got Vegeta left. And is there anyone else? Any other Z fighters or all of them? Uh, maybe Krillin or Piccolo, possibly. They might be yeah, there. So, still. I mean, Krillin's got done. no hope. Trunks is got toast. No hope. Uh, Piccolo's got no hope. Goku's a forced ghost. Yeah. I mean, well, we're, we're probably seeing the end of uh, Earth. as Earth we know toasted, it. completely toasted, you reckon? So or, it just destroys it? Or... Do because now you know we've watched a lot further down the line and we've seen introductions of characters like Beerus. Does our boy Beerus come down as the destroyer and say, No, 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 so like we're not destroying Earth right now? I'm the destroyer, okay? I destroy planets. That's a good point. I reckon that that's a very yeah, high like, possibility. I, I've let you, you know, do what you wanted here, I've let you, you know suck up the androids and power up. I've let you take out Gohan. I've let you, you know, destroy um, countless um, cities and towns, but you aren't destroying Earth. That's that's my job if I want to. So, and then Beerus will destroy him. That's, that's my what if. Then we get Beerus a lot earlier in the, um, the Dragon Ball Z uh, franchise. There you go. All right. I like that. Solid answers there. All yeah. right. This is the last one, and this is my favorite one that I put down. Okay. Obviously, I've hit you with the Star Wars universe. I've hit you with the Dragon Ball Z universe. Obviously, what's the next universe going to be? Has Marvel, to be Marvel. I'm assuming, right? What if your boy, Killmonger, defeats T'Challa the second time around and saves the king of Wakanda? What happens? Hmm. I mean... He's your boy. He's my boy. And to be honest, I, I, I hope he's in the next Black Panther. I really don't. And that's so why I'm so keen so to see him in What If. I want him to I, be. And he, we, we did never see him die. So, you know, we can still he's sort of that. He's like looking at the sun and kind of falls back into T'Challa's arms. But they've got the herbs. They've that's got right. all that technology. I mean, he only got stabbed. It wasn't like what happened to our boy um, Bilbo who gets shot <laughs> and stuck in his spine. Anyway, yeah, keep going. Sorry, this is your. This no, is no. Yours. I mean, like, let, let's cross our fingers that um, Killmonger is returning. Uh, look, if he, he doesn't die, if he if he still is around, I think Wakanda's in trouble. You know, unfortunately, because you know he obviously was a bit of a mad king there. Um, unfortunately, you know, Wakanda doesn't have a Jamie Lannister to take out the mad king. So, I think. True. I, although I, I don't know, I think he, he would have used the vibranium in a much different way. And maybe, maybe Thanos might have had, you know, potentially an ally in, in Killmonger or... Would he step up, do you think? That's what I was going to say. Or potentially he actually is the one to really step up and take out Thanos with the vibranium that he uses in a, in a, in a get, I guess a more aggressive way. So an interesting, uh, interesting. What if there, I think. Yeah. So I thought you'd like, I thought I'd say I had a couple others, but I have a main trail one to ask you. No, I like it. Look, I, I, I don't have any for you right now, but I think up next week it'll be my turn. You can I'll come me. with some, some what ifs for you. I like it. Big fan. All right, well, look, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Tell your mother, your brother, your sister, sister your cousin. Second cousin. Grandparents. Tell them all. Great grandparents. 
Second, you know, your great aunties, whatever it is, whoever it is, tell them all. Tell them all, uh, you know, look, jump on the gram, Sizzling Quinny, send us a question, give us a follow. We love fan questions. Until next time, we'll be seeing you. We won't be seeing you, we'll be talking to you. You are my brother, Annie.